I know in my bones that if you build a business that works for your family, it will work and God will provide and God will take care of you and you will be content, which I think is another thing a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with is like embracing contentment. It is so beautiful to be content. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. I've had something placed on my heart as of late. I shouldn't say as of late. (laughs) As of the last year that I've been successfully ignoring that has led me down this path of exploring the idea of really shifting gears and really leaning into a season of rest and creativity and zooming out and not being in the weeds and having the courage to make some pretty wild decisions as a business owner. So anytime I'm encountering a new way of pursuing something I haven't done yet, which I haven't done that yet, not in this way, I reach out to people that I know who have gone before me and figured it out, who have had the courage to take the steps that I haven't yet taken myself. And that's what brought me to Abby. Okay, so Abby is someone that I completely admire, and I had the most wonderful conversation with her about her choice to take a sabbatical from her business and to really take space and to be present in a season of life when her kids really needed her. And when she felt like her heart was being called to family more than work. Now, it's evolved since then. She's back to working in some capacity, but it's not in the same rat race kind of way that she was in before. And I think sometimes when we take that space, we can see a new path forward that maybe we can't see when we're in those trenches. So today's conversation with Abby I think will be a very enlightening one. It's a beautiful one to kind of bridge the gap towards close of a year, start of a year, and just explore maybe have you been on autopilot? Are you being called into something new? Is this a season where you should be more intentional? Are you being called to family? Are you being called to work differently? Uh, I asked some really pressing questions and she was incredibly vulnerable and was willing to share all the little back-end details of what it looks like to tell your team, to tell your clientele, to tell people, hey, I'm listening to my heart and I'm taking a step back. Not that I'm suggesting everybody do that, but I am saying I think it's time that we 
as entrepreneurs, listen to our intuition a little bit more. And Abby's someone I respect immensely for having done that. And that's why I'm excited to bring this episode to you. Okay, Abby, I am very excited for today's episode, mostly because the topic that we're going to dive into, it's kind of multifaceted, but it's one we haven't really taken an angle on on the show before. And it's one that's been kind of placed on my heart as of late. Before we get into what that will be, will you introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us a little bit more about you and your life and and what you're doing. And um, then I'll pepper you with all the questions. Okay. Awesome. So my name is Abby Kiel. I live in Utah with my family. It's really funny. I'm in this place of people want me to introduce myself and it just is kind of tricky because I am in a transitional season of my business and my life. Um, I was, I owned a photography studio for a lot of years and it was super busy and wonderful and successful. And then that kind of turned into coaching and teaching. And then I took a sabbatical. And I think that's kind of what we're going to sort of talk about today. But I'm in a place right now where I am still working some, but I'm really kind of redefining what work looks like for me. I have three children who are super, super busy with just so many things. And um, it's just a season of life that like work has to work around them in a, in a different way than it ever had to work around them before. We have a son who is on track to become a college athlete. And we have, you know, just really children who have really important dreams and goals that need a lot of my attention in order to help keep those moving. And so I'm kind of in this place of figuring out and redefining what work looks like for me. And that is exactly why I wanted to have you on, because I think there's this kind of epidemic in entrepreneurship that we always have to be on the up and up in a very specific way. Like, and if we take a pause or take a breather or pivot or slow down or choose a season of rest or choose a season of different intention and focus, then are we going to fall behind or what are our peers doing that we're not doing? So I commend you for your bravery to be able to do that because I think sometimes the ego screams at us not to do those things. Absolutely. And I also, I want to dive into it today because I know there are a lot of listeners who might not even know their options when it comes to this idea of slowing down or rest. Um, and I know personally, we're preparing to have our fourth little little one in the new year. And I've heard God speaking to me more and more of this season is going to look different for you. And we were in this big ramp or we have been in this big ramp up season. So I'm really trying to figure out, right, what is he leading me towards and what would that look like? Like, am I, am I, I'm kind of afraid of it. So I would love to know how you discerned that you were being called into this new season and what that looked like. Like, was it this one moment in time Was it a series of like nagging little moments that you were ignoring, but then eventually had to do it? Like, you know, I'm I'm guessing that you probably battled with some of the things that I'm sure our listeners would battle with too, of like that ego of like, no, but I got to keep going. I'm building something. It's important. So yeah. How did, how did that come to you? What did that look like? So I think 
probably fairly early on within like the first like five to seven years of my business, I really became what I would deem as like a hot mess express. I was a worst case scenario. I was just doing so many things in my business to grow and to succeed and to make more money and to, you know, gain more, you know, notoriety or whatever that just were not in line with what I wanted in my family. And so I kind of really had a few just like come to Jesus moments that really pushed me into a place where it just basically came. If it doesn't work for my family, it doesn't work for my business. And I had seen places over and over where I had taken small steps to be more in line with what worked for my family. And like God still stewarded us through that. We still made money. We still were fine. We still paid our bills. We were still growing and things like that. And then with this particular time, and and I've really tried, I've really always tried to listen to where my business could go that would work better for my family. And so originally I, I was a really busy wedding photographer and weddings are on the weekends. And then all of a sudden I had a son who had a really promising baseball career and baseball's on the weekends. And so I had to decide what I was going to do. And I decided I wasn't going to work on the weekends anymore. And it was terrifying. And it was, you know, very worrisome because I just, you know, how am I still going to make money or do this or do that when I just, you know, said, oh, I'm a wedding photographer who doesn't work on the weekends. But um, I'm lucky to live in a place where a lot of people get married on weekdays. And so in that, like I made that little shift and it worked out. And then I, you know, it got to the point where with, my kids' activities and schedules, it got really hard even to just be gone in the evenings. And so I kind of shifted and transitioned more into teaching and coaching. And and I just have never been, I've tried always to be brave about making those shifts when I know that they're what's right for my family. And so with this particular situation, this was definitely the boldest move I've ever made because I took a complete sabbatical from my business um, was we were in the pandemic and we were to the point where this was like end of summer 2020. And so kids were going back to school and I just, I have one son who has really struggled in school and needs more attention than, you know, some other kids. And I just had this nagging feeling because every email we were receiving from the school was about, we're going to be sanitizing all day and we're going to be wearing masks and we're going to be doing all these things. And I just had this really nagging feeling that that was not going to be a good situation for him. And so we decided to enroll him in online school but we're very aware of the fact that I was going to have to be an active part in that. And I was going to have to be helping him kind of navigate through that every day. And I just had this moment where I just realized, and I was like, okay, we have a choice. We can either do this and survive in this season because I'll still run my business and he'll be trying to do this. And 
and I'll be making him wait while I'm trying to finish work things and come back to him and, and we'll be doing homework at six o'clock at night. And it just, I knew that survival looked stressful or we could thrive in this season. And this moment could be a great moment for him, a great learning experience for him, an ability, like an opportunity for me to really help him keep going with the momentum he had gained in school, but also go past that. And really kind of, I just, I felt in my heart, just like this could be the season where he moves past all the things that he had been struggling with school. And so I sat down and we prayed about it. And my husband and I talked about it and, you know, we looked at, you know, how could we realistically make this work and what sacrifices would it require? And, you know, what things would we have to do? And we just felt really good about it. And so we did it. And I was like all the way into a mastermind at that point, I had 30 women in a mastermind that I was business coaching. And I told them that I was taking a break and I refunded all their money and I took a break and it became literally, I'm going to try not to cry. I'm kind of a crier. I should have warned you about that. All the things that I saw as a possibility and an opportunity in that season for my son absolutely happened. He moved past the things he, you know, he thrived so much in that environment. It was such a great year for him. And we were so blessed in what happened for him. But then also I was so blessed because there were things that, and like, it's scary to admit this, that I'm, I'm a very intense all or nothing personality when I coach people, I like am in it. Like I'm worrying about the things they're worrying about. I'm stressing about the things they're stressing about. And coaching is a really tricky profession because sometimes you're more invested than your coaching client is. And sometimes you want more for people than they want for themselves. And, and sometimes you keep giving them the work to do and they don't do it. And, and in stepping back, I started to see just how emotionally, mentally, physically being in that situation had been to me. And I um like I I was I feel like I went through this really interesting, just like mental, spiritual, physical transformation as I kind of detoxed from all of that that I had been carrying and and realized really honestly for me personally that I don't know that that was the best choice for me. And yes, I was really good at it. And yes, I had clients who had amazing success in their business, but it it came at a cost to me and my family and my mental health and my emotional well-being and my just even my body, like my body carried things that I had been carrying for these people. And so it put me in this place that I was like, okay, I I love working. Like I've always loved working. I always knew I wanted to work in some capacity, but I was like, what do I do now? Because it doesn't feel healthy or right to go back to that. And so I'm like, what do I do now? 
<laughs> I I wrote something down as you were talking, which was not even necessarily where I saw us going, but I'm so glad we have. And you said at one point before talk, you know, talking about your son, you said, we have a choice. And I think that's the thing that so often we forget. Mm-hmm. You know, we get into such a rhythm of building and creating and going and setting goals that we completely neglect the truth that we really do have a choice. And every choice comes with a consequence or a cost, both good and bad. Yes. So we, in our business recently, we were talking about like, there's something that we've been creating and doing ongoing for ever. And in my mind, it was solidified as something that we will always do because I like became the consistency queen with it and was producing content around it. And then we were having this discussion with my mentor and he's like, you know, you have the option to just stop that, right? Like if it's not yielding the fruit that you're seeking, just because you committed to it and you have been habitual with it, why are you married to it like that? And it it just dawned on me, like when you talked about how you had this incredible group and you were leading them, you still had the choice. First of all, you did the right thing, right? Like you, you honored Absolutely. their... You, know, you weren't robbing them blind or anything like that. Like you, you refunded them. But a lot of us in our mind would be like, no matter what I'm walking through right now, I have to finish out the commitment, right? I have to carry this through, even if it doesn't feel right, even if we're not in the season that it's the best thing for us, because we said we were going to do it. And I'm not, I'm not advocating for like stopping and starting a million things. But what I'm saying is we fail to keep a pulse on our lives and realize that we have so much more autonomy and it's such a choice in how we approach things. And I just think that's such an important thing to highlight because I work with people every day who are just drowning in life. They are miserable. They've built chains around themselves through the business that they thought was going to be the freedom, you know, the access vehicle to freedom for them and their families. Their kids are suffering. Their marriage is suffering. And I'm like, then stop beating your head against the same wall. Yeah. Like we, something's got to change if you want something to change. And it doesn't even dawn on us sometimes. And I also think it's so critical to talk about that sometimes when we're called into these seasons of call it whatever you want, rest, um, I'm sure it's not like, it's not like you've been kicking your feet up and napping, you know, like rest from the traditional sense of how you were yes. building previously, but you're still, it feels like, oh my gosh, am I going to fall behind? Or what am I missing out on? Or how is this setting me back? When in real reality, it's really our launching pad into what is next. Like we can't access that next level of possibility or even see clearly as to what it might be when we're head down in the to-do list, doing the work every single day and afraid to slow down to hear what is guiding us and telling us like, you need space to be able to receive that sometimes. Yes. And I think like, I think it's important to know and to like, just be aware of, there were people who were very upset Mm. and there were people who it changed our relationships. You know, I, I really only had coached women and there were women who really felt dependent upon me because I am so, I am a personality that is so invested. And so there definitely was hurt feelings and, you know, there were 
And I had to be in the place, someone told me once, and I think about this all the time, is I'm making choices, is we all have the power to make our own choices, but we don't have the power to control all the consequences. And we don't have the power to control how other people felt about it. And I think one of the really important things for me and has ever, you know, since I was like the hot mess express and as I've grown and evolved over time is that I've had to just always remind myself that, you know, when I stop taking photos on the weekends, there are thousands of amazing photographers. When I stopped and stepped back from coaching, there are so many phenomenal coaches out there but my kids only have one mom. And I felt bad. I really did. Like I felt really bad to let those women down, but I would ne- I would never get over the regret I would feel to let my kids down. And so there was this place of like hard decisions had to be made and I felt really terrible about it. And I know that some people were hurt, but at the same time, I had to do what was best for my kids. And, and I think really in a way, I think God used my child as a way to, to get me in a place I needed to be because for the most part, like he did so well and he thrived so much and it was such a great opportunity for him, but he did not need me as much as I thought he would need me. Like he needed me a couple hours of day, a day, you know, but I think I needed that that period to step back and say, this isn't healthy for me. Like I might be good at this thing, but it's not healthy for me. And I needed to step back and say, okay, can I restructure it to be better for me? Is there a way for me to like set up more boundaries or create a new situation that would be good for me and also allow me to use these skills and abilities for people? And And so I've gone, like I have navigated through a lot of those things. I took a job for a while and worked for someone else and basically just coached that one singular person. And that was a really different situation and taught me a bunch of things that were the possibilities of what I could do moving forward. I think it also was a really, really good time in our family to say, what, what things are, what things can we do without? Like, how can we still be happy without maybe all this stuff? Because I think one of the really hard things when you own a business is there's always this like more, you always need more. You need to be making more, you need to be doing more. You need to be, you know, having more followers and more and more and more and more and more. And I think sometimes we become prisoners to that And there was a time when like my business expenses were like $3,500 a month. And so I'm like, not only having to like make the $3,500 to cover my business expenses, I also had to make the money that I needed to live and to pay and, you know, do all the things for our lifestyle. And those moments have pushed me to step back and say, what is not necessary? And what can we do without? And, you know, my business expenses now are $350 a month. And so I'm like, when it's that, I don't have to make as much. And so it it really put us in this season of like 
evaluating everything and evaluating what does, I I think that sabbatical season most importantly helped me identify that the thing I need every single day is peace. I need to feel peace in my life. And I think that there have been people who have felt like, oh, you just cut everything out and now you meditate all day and you're like so zen. And and I'm like, no, it's not like that because I have three children who are incredibly involved in activities. I have a very big responsibility in my church. I serve on the PTA at one of my children's schools. Like, it's not like I'm not doing anything, but I've had to really really reevaluate what it looks like to still be busy, to still be thriving, but to feel peace every day. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times that we get in this cycle of being an entrepreneur and we forget what it feels like to be at peace because we're just going all the time and we're doing, you know, one of the biggest things I did was sit back and say like, what if this work is even important or necessary? Because I think there are times like you're kind of saying like, you know, is this thing even serving us very well? And do we have to keep doing it? And, you know, why do we keep doing things that we know aren't serving us well? Like, because we've created some responsibility in our brains that I'm like, who do we owe it to? Who do, who mm-hmm. do we owe this thing that we keep doing? Who do we owe it to? And so I think it really helped me a lot to kind of, and I know that this is not a reality for everyone, but I feel very, very blessed that in that season, I was able to just like shut it all down and then start looking at it again and saying, what serves me well? And what pieces do I want on my plate? And what pieces do you know, because there really are things like that we feel obligated to say yes to. And then when we really sit back and say, why am I agreeing to do this? I, I, we have to like untangle that and say, I don't, I don't, it's not my job to carry whatever this thing is because there's lots of people willing to carry it. And in someone's life, you know, I had, I have a girl who was in my mastermind and we've stayed really, really great friends. And she has kind of hired me a few times to consult with her on some projects. And she's like, I don't even know how you could do what you did then, given the season of your life now. Mm. And and there's no way, there's no way with what I've got going on in my personal life in order to help my children you know, chase the dreams that they have. There's no way I could have done that. But I also realized like, and I think that is another really big thing is I've become, I've really gotten into this like season mentality. Like just because something works for this season doesn't mean it works for this season. And we can't be afraid to let it go. And, you know, whether it's in our homes or with our children or, you know, in our businesses, like everything does have a season and nothing does last forever. And it shouldn't, it's not meant to, like, it's just not meant to last forever, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're Mm -hmm. doing the same thing for 20 years, I just, that feels not how it's supposed to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
if that makes sense. When you talked about how God kind of used your son to really get your button gear to go where you were called to go. Uh, It's funny because I was just writing a piece on this yesterday about that same idea of sometimes there'll be something that we're kind of getting like hit over the back of the head with a two by four, like over and over very like lightly enough that we choose to ignore it and just keep going because we think we've got the plan. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how everybody else is doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it. And then one day God comes along with like, you know, a mallet and like clocks us in the head and is like, listen, I've been giving you the gentle bumps for a while, but I'm going to do the work that you don't have the courage to do. Like I'm going to strip away something in your life that you have clung on to that is actually preventing you from becoming the person I'm calling you to be and from step to step step into this next season that I'm calling you into for whatever purpose it might be, because it doesn't make sense to you on paper, because it doesn't make sense in the marketplace or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And in the moment, it feels like robbery. It's like, God, why are you taking away something that I've worked so hard for? Or why are you presenting me with these challenges that are forcing me to detour around the path I thought I was going to take? When in reality, it's like, yeah, I'm doing it because you didn't have the cojones to do it yourself. Like, this is how it has to be because you're not listening. And it's really easy to ignore those little whispers and those nudges because our ego is often louder than our intuition or that whatever God is feeding us. And it reminds me of, um, I don't even remember if the book is called The Magnolia Story or whatever, but Joanna Gaines's book that she had written years ago, and I read it a while back. And the story always stuck with me how she was really in the height of her. She thought she was in the height of her career. She had her storefront. It was really taking off. She felt like she had finally found her thing and God called her to shut it down. Like cold Turkey, shut it down. Sales were really high. She was paying people's salaries. She had young kids. She had finally, like it had clicked for her, but the message was shut it down and she obeyed thinking, why am I obeying? I have the thing, like the the gem is in my hand. And she stepped away from it all and she was obedient and she listened and she heard the whisper and she followed it. And now look at, now look what came into her life, which she could have never dreamt up on her own. Like sometimes God has something in store for us or our family or our future that we literally couldn't even put on our vision board if we tried as, as ambitious as we think we are. So It's really about making space for what's next, even if we don't have the privilege of knowing what that next thing is and being able to just kind of seek wisdom in that process and in that space. And I loved what you said too, of just, you know, you kind of cold turkeyed it, but it gave you the opportunity to look at it from up here, 30,000 feet, instead of in the weeds, how we very often run our small businesses most of us don't have the luxury of being, you know, as much as people like to call themselves a CEO, we're not a freaking CEO. We're like, (laughs) you could be making millions of dollars and you're still in the thick of it every day. You're in the trenches. Even when you have a team that's really well-oiled, you're touching every aspect of your business most of the time. But when you have the chance to say like, no, I'm truly separating myself from this so that I can discern. So I can see what the heck I was just doing for the last five to seven years and have some clarity around it. Most people don't give themselves that opportunity. And my recommendation to people is not necessarily go shut everything down, 
I'm just saying like, do you even create white space in your days? Like, do you even create, you know, any margin in your life to be able to, to look at things from an outside perspective? Or are you just in your to-do list from the second you wake up to the second you clock out and then you check into your kids to-do list right after? So my encouragement to people is, you know, maybe your season looks like Abby's where it's like, no, it's really time to shift gears in a big way. Or maybe it's just a season of, you know, you, this, you're walking into a season of rest and it's going to be about three months long and it's not going to look like it did. And you're not going to be as profitable, but there's something bigger coming, but you have to create that margin (laughs) to have that clarity instead of just being on this hamster wheel day in and day out thinking that you're getting ahead, but that's not how a hamster wheel works. Pretty sure it stays in the same place all the time. So to me, your, your story is just testament to possibility when people create that, that margin and that space and room to hear where they're being guided along the way. I think too, that they're whether you, you know, I, I realized for a lot of people, and it was like a blessing to me that it happened in pandemic because so much of the world was kind of shut down. And, you know, whether you have the opportunity to like take a sabbatical or whether you're in a place of like, I just need to step back and slow down or something. I think one of the biggest things that we really have to navigate and we have to consider and we have to be willing to face is how much of our, our ego and our identity is wrapped up in our business because they're definitely in the early stages of that sabbatical. I I had planned for it to be nine months, the school year that had been my plan. And it's, I wouldn't say it's gone past nine months because I do work some now, but I really had to deal with, if I'm not this version of me, who am I? And I think even because, you know, I had built a social media following, I had a reputation, this mastermind was like incredibly profitable. I had to really say, well, like, if I take all that away, what's left in the eyes of all of these people? And for some of them, there was nothing. For some of them, there was nothing. I had nothing they wanted at that moment to bring to the table. And I had to be okay with it. And and not that I just like woke up and was like, okay, I'm okay with it. Like I had to work through it and I had to navigate the feelings. I think one of the hardest things for me to kind of go through in that season was that people only wanted me in their lives if they could get something from me. And that was hard. It was hard to see these relationships that I, I had viewed as friendships that really weren't friendships. They wanted, they wanted advice. They wanted consulting. They wanted guidance from me or whatever. And once that, that, once that was not available thing for them, they just went away. They found it somewhere else. And it, it took me a minute to like work through that. But I think too, in that I, I think one of another really important thing I had to navigate was what it looked like to just do things for enjoyment. I think I, you know, I started my first business when I was like 16 years ago when my son was born. So I started 16 years ago when my son was born. Before that, I had been a like 
I had worked in the corporate world and I was very competitive and like always, you know, just trying to like get to the next level and, and all those things. And somewhere in all of that, I lost a lot of just like, not, I didn't lose joy. Like I was still a happy person and I did love working, but I lost this experience of doing things for no reason, but joy. Like a great example is I I hadn't read a fiction book in like 15 years because I was reading self-help books. I was reading business books. I was reading personal development books because there was always this feeling of like, we got to get better. We got to get better. We got to be better. We got to do better. We got to learn more. We got to, you know, we're just always like hustling. And so I, I started reading fiction books and I read like a hundred books that year and it was magical and and soul filling. And I started to see that like, I can do that. I can, I can read fiction books. I can do, you know, embroidery. I can, you know, do whatever. And there's still time to work and there's still time to be successful, but my my body, my soul, my brain, my heart, everything needed more time just doing things that were just for the enjoyment of doing them. And I think as entrepreneurs, we, you know, we jokingly, oh, you know, I'm I'm just thinking about my business all the time. And I'm like, that's not healthy. It's not good for us. It's not good for our brains. And and kind of in this same season. This is so random, but really has become, I feel like a guiding force for me is I had some really important people in my life who died. And I started looking at like, what is, you know, what does my life look like the next 20, 30, 40 years? And I'm really blessed to have people, my grandparents all lived well into their 90s. And and there, there's the scripture passage that talks about how, you know, God's going to give us 120 years. And I don't necessarily want to live to be 120, but I, I want to live to be 90. My DNA is built to live to be into my 90s. And I started looking at like, if I keep going the way I have gone in business, I'm not going to get there. And I I'm not going to be the grandparent I want to be. I al- was already like, is this helping me be the parent I want to be, let alone? And so that mind shift for me too, to kind of say, okay, like if I want to live to be, you know, 90 to 100 years old and and I'm in my 30s, I'm like, I'm not even halfway done. And I'm running and working all the time like the clock is ticking. And I'm like, I have so much time. I can have a second career. I can have a third career. I can have some random career as a grandmother. I posted the other day on Instagram. I want to be like a professional gingerbread housemaker. Oh my gosh, I love it. So much time to do and develop and and grow businesses and do those things where sometimes we really lose sight of that. But I also look and I'm like, okay, High school for my son is, it's just four years. That is such a small window of time. And it, what he wants, what he's working towards, it does have a ticking clock and it requires so much. So 
I need to be in that and figure out how to work in the in-between moments and how to read and how to embroider and how to, I sometimes now I just like sit and stare out the window for 10 minutes, (laughs) like watch people walking by my house and there just was no space or time for that and guilt if you did those things Sure. prior. And so I think there's like, there's a lot of, I just think a lot of things worth thinking about mm-hmm. in the way that we build our businesses, in the way that we run our businesses, in the way we let them grow. Because sometimes we don't need to grow. Sometimes it's okay to just sustain. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So much wisdom packed into this conversation that I'm very eager to get out into the earbuds of our our listeners because I know people are suffering not having permission to gain that space and that clarity. And uh, I feel like this conversation gives them that permission and gives them some perspective too. Like we do everything in, you know, one week, quarterly you know, monthly increments as entrepreneurs where life is God willing, like we got more space than that. Not everything has to be hungry in this and every moment that we face and prepping and planning and choosing seasons of rest, seasons of just slowing down and more space uh, instead of constantly being in growth seasons is such a gift. And it's not just a gift to us. It's a gift to our family. I think the biggest thing I've taken away from this conversation is how many different ways you've said how the time with our kids is so fleeting. And also when you were talking about how, you know, there are plenty of other coaches out there or there are consultants out there, but our kids have us. And that's going to deeply impact their future and their connections to other people and their impact, their future impact on the world. And it's just such a beautiful perspective and such a thing to be gained in this conversation by listening to this conversation. So I just want to thank you so much for being willing to come on the show and talk about this with us because, or for us, I should say, because I think it's going to be a true mind bender for a lot of people that they might have to sit with a little bit, but might open up the door to some serious and unexpected possibilities for them. And if our listeners would like to follow along on your journey or connect with you or anything like that, where is the best place for them to do that? Oh, that's a good question. That is a really good question. (laughs) I would honestly say like, I, I am in a place in my life where I want to have real conversations. And so if you go like to my Instagram, you're going to see, I'm not very good at posting because the pressure's off. Like I've figured out what my capacity is, what I want to do and you know, how I can make money. And I don't feel that pressure to post all the time anymore, really. And so I would say like, if they want to email me, like I, I like to have real conversations and you could DM me or whatever, you know, I'm happy to answer any questions anyone has of like, you know, what am I actually doing now? And, you know, one thing that's been really surprising, I think to a lot of people 
is I, I like retired from photography and I made a big deal about it and I posted about it and, and I, you know, it just was such a, this is my retirement, all these things. And because I am fitting in the ability to work when I have time and looking at what fits best in this season, I started taking photos again. And it's really interesting because clients were super excited. Like clients were so excited, but I've had a lot of other entrepreneurs that were like, well, you said you retired from that. And I'm like, well, just because I stopped doing something doesn't mean I can't pick it up again. And just because something served me really well in one season of my life doesn't mean it's going to serve me well forever. And, and so I think they're like, we have to kind of just navigate that fear. I think there is so much fear in what are people going to think and what is it going to do to this and what is it going to do to that? And how is it going to affect this? And I really, I know in my bones that if you build a business that works for your family, it will work. And God will provide and God will take care of you and you will be content, which I think is another thing a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with is like embracing contentment. It is so beautiful to be content. Mm -hmm. It is so beautiful. And, And to not be afraid to look at things through different perspectives. I've seen a bunch of things lately talking about the recession and you know, we need to make this much more every year now or and whatever. Like you need to make this much more to live the same life that you were living six months ago or whatever. And and I see all these people that are out there just hustling, 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 hustling to make that additional money. And I I actually first I sat back and was like, how can we cut costs? Mm-hmm. What small shifts can we make to to make up that money, to not add more pressure to ourselves, to not put more, you know, more need on our, like, how can we just make some shifts? Like, what are some little shifts we can make? And, and so I think being willing to look at things from a different perspective is really, it, it gives you so much freedom, which Mm -hmm. I think we all started these businesses for freedom and then it's not very hard for a business to suddenly own us. Mm. Yep. So, but yeah, if people want to email me or message me or whatever, just give me grace because I'm not very quick at responding. So, but I will you're get not, back to you. <laughs> you're not alone in that. I, I too am in the same boat, but we'll be, we'll make sure to, to drop your email in the show notes so people can connect in your Instagram in case they want to shoot you a DM. But I just want to thank you again. This is such a like soul uplifting, joy giving conversation, hopeful conversation. And one that I hope has quite a ripple effect in our community, because I know there are a lot of people who really need to hear this. Good. I hope so. Peace (laughs) with ours. We can have it. We can have it in our lives. So it's accessible. I agree. Well, thank you again. Perfect. Thank you. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. 
And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.